Hello and welcome to Heart Yoga Radio. We're having another walk through the Welsh hills today in the sunshine, which is very nice. And we thought we would do our next episode of the, the Lao Tzu series. So we are on chapter 47 today, which is our episode 34, because sometimes we do two together if we feel that they go nicely and, and they complement each other. So first of all, let's read this out and then see what we think. So I'll hand you over to Pete now in his capable hands. <laughs> <laughs> Lao Tzu, chapter 47. Without going anywhere, you can know the whole world. Without even opening your window, you can know the ways of heaven. You see, the further away you go, the less you know. The sage doesn't need to travel around. Why? Because he can still understand. He sees without needing to see. He never does anything, and yet it all happens. Okay, so what, uh, what was Lao Tzu thinking about when he wrote that one, do you think? I think you've probably been on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Any particular kind? Oh, God knows they've got all sorts of things in uh, ancient China. <laughs> well, just been a bit pissed there. Yeah. <laughs> think he was in a good mood that day? You're right, it might just be he was in, he was in a good mood. And this is about, about meditation, rather more than it's about politics. As we've mentioned many times before in this series, Lao Tzu has his own flavour and his own way of being interested in social organisation, what we loosely call politics, but also having an interest in meditation and contemplation. And this is about the latter. This is a, a, a focus on the particular style of meditation that Lao Tzu is pretty constantly recommending. He's referring here to the, the solitary nature of, of meditation very often. The Taoists were, were great hermits. I like to go off into the hills and find a little pagoda up a misty mountain and sit there. Oh, that sounds so nice. Yeah, and they, yeah they, they also liked... I think, I think a lot of people would listen to that and go, oh my God, that's what I want after yeah, this horrible right. year we've all had. That's right, yeah. And, uh, and of course you've got that, in, you've got that in, in yoga, you know, in the Yoga Pradipika, and it, it recommends you know, finding a, 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 a nice uh, dry hut. Maybe there's going to be a mad rush on Taoism after this pandemic's over. Yeah, might be. <laughs> yeah so like the, the yogis say, go and find a nice dry hut, you know, not too many insects or rats or anything like that. And, but out of the way, so you can just get into the quiet. And Taoism's got that same thing. It's a big motif. Lao Tzu, Chang Tzu, Li Tzu. It's the idea that you, you seek a little bit of solitude so that you can let your social self unwind or unravel a little bit to get into your your depths if I might put it like that you know and it's 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 a good thing to do you don't have to do it as a complete way of life 
of somebody who favours engagement in in the world. Uh, as as its own kind of a spirituality, if I can use that terrible word. You know, but nevertheless, your social self is is a kind of cluster of knotted, tangled um, threads. You might say. You know, it's like it's 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 like catters got hold of a ball of wool, you know, and it's the things that we have to do to manage in society and the way in which we've kind of brought up, we've socialised through school and family training and peer pressure and all the rest of it, produces a kind of a, a tangle in us that can and very often does obscure something very, very a beautiful and precious and, and, and worth encountering that lies sort of beyond that tangle. And solitude allows that to unravel. I mean, I know you, you've done it yourself, haven't you? Gone off into the, the hills in the Lake District and such forth. And, oh, many times. And spent some, some uh, period yeah. of time away on your own like that. Yeah, I would really recommend everyone gives yeah. that a go at some yeah, point. Yeah, a couple of weeks. But it's, it's down to the timing, actually. Yeah. It uh, is, sometimes yeah. you can go off and think, oh, I, I really, really need a solitary retreat, but I don't have time. So you plan to do it in, say, four weeks' time when, you've, when you know, you've got a bit of a break from work. And the, the moment's passed. <laughs> that's it, the moment's passed. Yeah. Right, so that can happen, some, and I've done that sometimes, and it's been really disappointing. It takes a bit of focus to, yeah. to, and, and, and commitment, but it's definitely worth it. Yeah. Because oh, I've, I've got tremendous amount of doubt of some of some of my solitary treats in the hills for yeah. sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Well, this is very much a Derish thing, and of course, in this chapter forty-seven, Alexo saying that you know he's, he, the vision you get is of just a solitary somebody, just sitting in a pagoda up a, up a mountain, a misty mountain, sitting on the veranda and looking out over the valley and at the swirling mist and the trees and the play of the light. And one of Lao Tzu tries here to tell us some of the quality of that style of meditation, and why you, why you, why, and why you might want to do it. Okay. Right, squeaky gate for you, squeaky Derish gate. <laughs> what he's basically saying that there's a sort of a kind of knowledge to be gained. From the, this style of meditation, which you know, it entails a bit of solitude, a bit of getting underneath your social self, you might call it, and then just a being with whatever unfolds. You know, there's no special techniques of trying to change yourself. I mean, there are styles of Devish meditation that do that, the alchemical styles, called alchemical Devism or Shen Devism which is it's, you know, rather like Tantra and Western alchemy. It's, it's about improving yourself in some ways or about manufacturing the new self. Whereas this... Yeah. this, this <laughs> Oh, no, yeah, it's crap. <laughs> this, this Taoist, and he got it in yoga, and modern yoga is full of this shit, you know. But uh, Lao Tzu's thing is, it's not a doing, it's an undoing, you know, <laughs> if anything. And even that might be to say too much, you know. It's a being with... What is, but you need a certain sensitivity to encounter the, the, the valuable thing that he wants us to encounter. The Tao, 
right, to encounter this most valuable thing, the Tao, the very core process of existence itself, human and natural and cosmic, you need a sensitivity, and that comes by being quiet and allowing yourself to sensitise. Social life, generally, unless you're very canny and very lucky, desensitises you to all this subtle play. And it's a tragedy. And it's a global tragedy. Yeah. <laughs> it means we don't think straight either. When we do need to think, and we do need to think as human beings, it's wrong to say, never think, you know, like some people think. We need to. It's a function. And it serves our practical needs, and especially when you've got a high-tech civilization like ours, with 7.5 billion people on the planet. Uh, clear, clear and rational thinking is an absolute must, you know. But a precondition for this desirable clarity of thought is an acquaintance with, with, with the, 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 the silence and the dynamism of, of the Tao. And Lao Tzu is, is here claiming that it has a knowledge quality to it. It has a... One comes away from, from such a meeting with the Tao with a feeling that you know something. And I, I kind of think that's right, but it's not knowledge in any sort of empirical sense or any epistemological sense. It's more a, a feeling of knowing. A feeling of knowing the pattern, the overall pattern, the big picture. It's a, very, it's a very big picture kind of a sensation, but it's a sensation and a feeling. And it gives you a trust in your basic intuitions. And it does prove, you know, if you, if you put this to the test in, 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 in practical life, you find that it, it, it is helpful. It does work some of the time, you know, but it doesn't preclude the necessity of having our more ordinary knowledge and our more ordinary investigative approach to existence and to nature. So, he says, you can know, that's the word they know, you can know the whole world without even opening your window. So in that quiet solitude of, of this particular style of letting be meditation, you, you can have this, you can, you can encounter this knowing. And I say it's more of a sensation than, than you get like you're able to write the books. It's like Moses comes down and writes the books, you know. It's, it's not that kind of thing. But it's a feeling of being a part of everything. And a feeling of because of that participation in everything and, and, and that acquaintance with it, it's very much kind of root basic fundamental processes that you have, you have kind of a, a grasp of the big picture you might say a grasp of the dynamisms and the flows and the, the turbulence and the, the patterns of eddy and swirl of existence just through a kind of direct acquaintance now it's a bit mystical and uh, as I say it doesn't preclude all the other stuff especially in our modern civilization. we definitely need this we do need this because people Politicians are making decisions on, on the basis of panic. Yeah. You know, pretty well all the time and everywhere. 
and the world is right for it's a fuck up and they kind of quieten down a bit. They come on a retreat with us. <laughs> we'll 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 send them back. Yeah. Uh, it would be a tall order, but I'm sure they'd benefit from it. Yeah. Well, we'd have to slap them about we, a bit, we unfortunately. Would, yeah. Slap them off just a bit there. Yeah. yeah they need they need telling off, and I don't like doing that. But no. sometimes you have to. They need a bit of a slap. Stop buying nuclear weapons. <laughs> the stupidity's bit off the off the scale. Yeah. But like she says, you know, you do, you do nothing and everything gets done, and it's kind of true, because I say this again and again: doing nothing is doing something. You know, you do by not doing. And it's, it's, it's basically, it says, well, yourself will get in the way. Yourself will get in the way, you know. It says that somewhere, actually. Well, it, mean, it means this tangled, knotted self of, of your, your social existence that you have to... I mean, that's all kind of useful stuff, and it gets you by in life in some ways. But it's not, it's not the core of the matter. And, and to get to the core of the matter, you, you step away from that. You don't have to destroy it or have a, have a, a weird, ascetic... Masochistic relationship to that side of yourself. You just need to give yourself the time and the space to go up the mountain into the pagoda and sit and watch the swirling mist. And you don't need to go out of that pagoda to to know everything. (laughs) In a sense, you do feel there is this feeling of acquaintance, kind of so we say, with the the, the big thing that's going on. Mm. You know, and that's kind of much bigger than our little daily squabbles and quarrels and conundrums and questions that, that we have, you know, in our, our little social lives, he said, she said. Yeah, all that stuff. Oh, we'll do this and we'll do this and it'll be great and then, of course, it fucks up. Because a lot of decisions are made on in, inadequate knowledge and, and, and panic, you know, and... Not having a kind of properly function, functioning brain because it never gets to have a rest or or a, or any or any any or any, any kind of nourishment. Or, 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 or yes, the, that nourishment, you know. Yeah. So this is what that is about, you know, and that's why he says things like that's what he says, and that's why he says the sage sees without needing to see. You know, you don't need to see; you just let seeing happen. <laughs> yeah. You know. It's a kind so nice of it's, it. it's, it's a, a, let, a letting things happen so that you you get acquainted with this big enormous stuff that's swirling around <laughs> called existence, called conscious existence. You might say, and the size never does anything, and yet it all happens. Well, of course it does. Yeah, it's not going to stop happening. <laughs> yeah, because you don't like it, or or you want it to happen a different way. It's just going to keep going. So the further you go, the less you know. Certainly about yourself. And this is about not going away from yourself. And deliberately not going away from yourself. But after that, there are no silly games of self-improvement or or, uh, striving for sainthood or striving for vision or anything like that. So those are our thoughts of the day. <laughs> Indeed. I hope, hope you found that uh, interesting and we will continue on our way down the hill now, back down to the town. Yeah. So I hope you're all okay in these uh, these dark and uncertain times. Yeah. And we will speak to you again yeah. soon. Wash, wash your hands. Stay cool. <laughs> oh yeah, and make knowledge great again. <laughs>